Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Engston. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I am your host, Tim Lyons, and in studio today, of course, Randy, the deacon of determination, Angston's in the house. You know it. And we've got a special guest today, guys. So this young man is a former MMA fighter. <laughs> And also self-proclaimed nerd, <laughs> but the uh, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Selling Memberships. Welcome to the podcast, Eric Russell. How are you? Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. So very cool. So you're in town working with some clients and we got in touch with each other. He's like, hey, man, I listen to your podcast. I read all your books. I'm a huge fan of yours, Tim. <laughs> Can I come in and uh, we'll jump on, a, on a, uh, an episode? I was like, absolutely. So Ran out. Thanks for sending me your book. And I got a chance to really dig in. I got about three quarters of the way through. And I got to be honest with you, this is one of the best specifically for the gym business, the sales book. Thanks. So it's really awesome. Appreciate that. International. Best International. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, although I have the nerd glasses and the persona, yeah. I'm not much of a nerd when it comes to like writing. Uh-huh. And I've been thinking about writing this book because I've been in this business for since I was a kid. And I started selling memberships when I was 15 because right. I worked at my adopted father's gym. And I went on to my own facilities after working for multiple different ones. But I went on to own my own facilities. I licensed two out. At one point, we had five locations. Sweet. Okay. Beautiful. So yeah, I, I would hire my friends, which if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. please don't do that. All right. Let's start out right out of the gates with a tip. <laughs> do not hire friends. Hire people that can get the job done, right? But when you're good at sales and you can teach it, you think you can turn anybody's life around, right? <laughs> right so yeah. I'm like Captain Save-A-Loser. <laughs> and I hired friends and it ended up not being a, the best uh, idea there. But the thing that occurred to me when I was hiring people that weren't really qualified for the job is mm -hmm. I could teach them how to sell. Okay. And they could do it. And they could do and it. And that was the one thing that really was our big, not saving grace, but it was the deal. Like you, if you came to us, you were buying a membership because we had a process that these guys could follow, you know? Absolutely. So yeah. I, Without sales, you're dead in the water, yeah. period. You can't yeah. generate mm -hmm. revenue. Right. In our business, a lot of people aren't good at it. They're <laughs> decent. Some are decent and you can get by and you can be successful with decent. Mm -hmm. But when you get good and excellent, it's crazy the difference. It's huge, huge numbers in terms of the difference. Closing 50% of your sales are closing 70. Oh, yeah. So you're saying sales is important. <laughs> it's semi-important. I mean, yeah. so let's jump back right to the to the thing you said. Most people are not good at sales, and I, to be honest with you, I wasn't good at sales either. In fact, I hated it. And, yeah. and it's a very interesting thing that you have this great product. You know, you can save people, right? You can help people, and you just can't get your mind wrapped around getting them to sell them into something. And so, this book very easy to read, and I love the story. I, the very first story really makes a lot of sense, and it kind of sets the tone for the rest of it. You had this lady come in completely obese, overweight. The doctor said, hey, you're going to die tomorrow. Kind of like that obese. Yeah. She had a great attitude. She loved the gym. She did a training session with your best coach. She loved every minute of it. You go to present. Eh, I'm going to let you know tomorrow. Yeah. And she never came back. Right. And he couldn't get a hold of her and she ghosted you. And that yeah. set the tone for this because that's happened to all of us. Totally. Sure. Oh, yeah. We think we've got somebody that knows they love it. Not that we're trying to hook them, but we know we can help that person. We feel great. And then they disappear. Yeah. And like, what did I do wrong? Well, in the beginning, too, we're going, I'm an awesome salesperson. I already got a sale for tomorrow. Yeah. Look at me. Oh, you know, right. I got sales for tomorrow already, you know? <laughs> and don't realize that person's not coming back. The, yeah, they're, right, they're, yeah. They leave. One of the biggest problems when somebody leaves is not that you didn't just get the sale, but you just hurt their confidence. Because mm -hmm. what are they doing? They're leaving and they're not making another step forward right. once again in their life. Right. They're not making a commitment once again in their life. They don't go home and go, you know what? I'm going to turn it around tomorrow, right now. I'm going to look in the mirror. They don't do it. Mm -hmm. So it's your job. You're a coach. You're a salesperson. You're a gym owner. It's your job to motivate them, mm -hmm. right? What are you going to do if they come in and say, well, I can't do 10 reps right now. I can only do nine. Mm -hmm. 
okay, well, go home and think about that extra one, <laughs> right? You don't do that. No. But in sales, we get that, well, we can't. And like you mentioned in your book, mm-hmm. that it's this situation where we feel like when we start asking them for money, now we're taking something from them. We're hurting mm-hmm. them. We're yeah. hurting them. And the reality is that is one of the pieces they need mm-hmm. to move forward. They need to pay for it. They right. need If it's free... They won't show up for sure. <laughs> yeah, Randy speaks to this. I, I mean, speak to it a lot. Like I handle a lot of the the mindset around the individuals that we're working with and the stigma around sales and the, the pushback and resistance around asking for that sale. We break it down. I've broken down on this podcast a few times, right? That is an exchange of value that that client's coming to you for a solution. Yeah. If you don't have that piece of it, it's not a solution, right? The accountability factor it, sometimes at price points of one-on-one price training and things like that, like the sting of the sale, of the cost of it, adds to the accountability. Get your ass in the in the gym for that session. Yep. Absolutely. Without that, we don't value that time and that transaction. So. Absolutely. And it's important to, that when somebody comes in that day, that we get them to continue. And free tomorrow, free the next day, free for the week, free for the month. They're not going to get more excited about it. They leave... They're going to actually hate you tomorrow <laughs> mm-hmm. if you did your job right. Right. Right? They're going to hate you because they're going to be sore. They're going to be like, man, I can't hardly move my arms. Things that they need to feel mm-hmm. will, will also discourage them to come back and to be like, and I got to pay for this. <laughs> but if they committed to it, then it's like, okay, I do. I'm in. Yeah, this exactly. Is, this is how I'm going to And leave. we can make massive changes that way. Yeah. What would you say on percentage of people that do a sales consultation and leave and that actually do come back? What would you it's guess? So, it's so low. I tell people it's a gamble. You're gambling. You might as well go to the casino and, and, and play craps. Yep. You have no idea yeah. what's going to happen. It's so. so low because of all those factors. People hesitate on buying from you, mm-hmm. not because of price, not because... They don't think that you have a great product. And if you don't, by the way, that's a whole different thing. Start, sure. start, yeah. there. start there. Yeah. yeah, like that's a whole different thing. But it, most of the clients that I work with and that I talk with, they do great training. And this is what's killing them. They're like, I am good at this. I really, people love me, right? but I'm not making the money. I'm not closing the sales. Sure. And so you have that piece of it. But people are not buying from you for those reasons. They're, bu- they're not buying from you for their own reasons. Most of the time. And most of them are related to that the money they're looking at, let's say it, you're charging $160 a month for, for mm-hmm. your membership. Okay. And they were paying $50 a month somewhere else and that didn't work. Yeah. Why would I? Oh my God. Now I got to think about this because it didn't work before. So <laughs> gonna th- I'm going to go three times three more times here and, and end up in the same spot. It's their own self doubt. It's sure. not you. Right. Sure. Or they're coming in, they're doing your program. Your program's amazing. And they're going, I can't do this. This was great, but I can't stick with this. This is, I need, I need to go somewhere else and work up to this. I've, we've had that. Are, we've right. had that plenty of times. I got to get in shape before I come train. Totally. Here. Right. Like, really? There's yeah. a psychology. You know how many people are uncomfortable just walking into a gym knowing their starting point? 86%. It, well, yeah. I've never seen the inside of a gym, right? Eight or 6% are afraid on some level of coming in. They're either afraid, they're not going to know what to do. They're afraid they're going to be the only one who's, who's out of shape, right? Those are the two big ones, by the way. It's interesting. Blender Bottle, the Blender Bottle company, oh, yeah. they did a study on this. They put it out last year. I've been talking about this for years. And what's awesome is when you're in the business, okay, this is a big thing. There's a lot of people around the business, I call it, right? They're, oh, they're going to get you leads. We're going to do this. And then we're going to do all these great things for your business. They're around it. So they don't really get it right? When you're in the business and you're dealing with prospects and you're dealing with clients and you're dealing with members, you have a perspective and you have an understanding that they will never have. Mm -hmm. You'll never have it if you're not in it, right? And so you're having conversations with people. How do I get people to show up? Well, I've got to work on that, those fears that they have. Because if I don't ever address those, my show up rate is going to be low. Sure. Right? And so I've been talking about this forever. And I could talk about it because I'm doing it. You're in the business. I know people are telling me, well, you know, I'm just nervous about showing. What? You're nervous about showing up. That's interesting. What? You got to go train somewhere else before you come see me? What am I saying that's scaring them off, right? And what I'm doing is I'm trying to tell them how great we are because I think that's what I want. Yeah. I want to be at the best. Well, Mm -hmm. not when I'm on the phone, I don't. I want to be at the place that handles people who are fat. Yep. I want to be at the place who handles people and can take beginners without having to worry about knowing what to do. 
That's Beautiful. where I want to go. Sure. Beautiful. So you're coming right? to their level. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yep. Put because yourself in their shoes. They're all like that. Sure. And then Blender Bottle came out with this study, and I'm like, this is amazing. It backs up what I was saying. I should have did a study. I didn't. <laughs> My study was actually talking to prospects. So that's a big factor, though, when we're looking at the different parts of sales, too, because sometimes we'll treat prospects the same as we treat members. Members care sure. about how good you are. Yeah. Members care about what your place looks like. After they've committed. Right. Yeah. Because they're gonna mm-hmm. they're not gonna go, oh, you know, I was a little scared. They're gonna be like, This is the best place on the planet. Sure. You know, you I could, train it the best. And you could take it one step further and go the other direction as well in your the language that you're speaking to in your marketing. You know what I mean? How many people out there and we talk about this a lot with the fitness scene and they're self promoting themselves. Quite frankly, the people walking off the street don't care that you have a six pack. Right. Right. No. Like make, that hurts make you. this. Uh, we was it TNC we we heard that years ago where somebody said be the the Alfred yeah. Your client's Batman, right? Like yeah. You should be in a position to support them and their needs and their... Champion them. Exactly. Yeah. In this ego-driven you know, fitness industry I'm surprised in, they get any clients running that that kind of play, where it's I all agree. selfies, all them. I mean, again, we're talking about the individual trainer, dude sure. or girl, that's mm-hmm. living on Instagram and maybe has some online coaches or clients. At the facility level, where you're serving the population and the public, yeah, you cannot, absolutely not do that. Well, it's interesting, too, if you look at that aspect of it. A lot of those times, they're pulling in clients who have some experience. They're not pulling in new people. Sure, yeah. They're, they're pulling in people who've worked out a little bit, and they go, you know what? Oh, I want to look I like want this that guy. now. Yeah. I want to go next level. They're not pulling. The people we make our money on as gym owners are the average. Oh, the yeah. people who are scared. The, we don't make – this is another interesting thing. We're owners. We stuck with this. We all started – Everybody I talk to, you're no different than, than how I got in. Reading the book, right? This is going to be easy. This is going to be, <laughs> man, I'm going to make a ton of money. Yep. And then you get in, you're like, oh, damn, this is the hardest thing I've ever tried, right? Good but, luck. But we get that idea going into it because we stuck, we loved it and mm-hmm. we still love it. So we get the same idea, but most of our, our prospects aren't like that. They aren't showing up with credit card in hand. They're showing up with fear, fear apprehension, doubt. doubt. That's what they're showing up with. The person who shows up with a credit card, and we do get them every once in a while, come in, I don't care. You could screw it all up and they're still signing up. Sure. You do get we, those sometimes. We all wish we had more of those, right? Right. That's us. <laughs> yep. I cut my teeth in boxing gyms, right? You go to a boxing gym, they don't give a shit no, about you. It's dirty. They yeah, are kicking yep. your ass. Yep. If you show up the next day, okay, cool. Yeah, you know? good, good. Yeah. The bottom line is they don't care, and I would show up. That's why my nose is flat as it is, <laughs> right? Because I kept showing up, and eventually I got pretty decent at it. So- our prospects, our ideal prospects aren't like us, though. They're, right. they're different. They have a little bit of fear about that stuff. So we've got to address that. And when we do, we can turn them into long, long-term members and really, really have an impact on their life. Absolutely. And in this book, as I was reading this, you go through all that. You go through how to address objections well before they come up. So you right. ask the questions. You, and the big takeaway that I got out of this is that the salesperson, you being in this situation, you're driving the conversation. You're not letting them guide it. And okay. that is, to me, probably the biggest thing we could do. Because if you let them, they're going to give you every excuse in the book, mm-hmm. take it in every direction. But if you hit them straight in the nose with the questions that mm-hmm. they're going to have later. So so great, great book. I'm obviously going to give this over to Zach. He does most of our sales. Yeah. He's on the last awesome. podcast episode. If you guys haven't listened to that one, tune into that one. But get a lot out of this. In fact, I'm surprised I haven't seen this book before. I am yeah. too. Yeah. I'm totally surprised. Why? I need to work on my marketing. <laughs> yeah. If you came in, if you met me face to face, you'd be buying a book. You yeah. understand? Yeah. But, but over yeah, the yeah. internet, I got to work on that. That's right. That's where we come into play. Yeah, we, I know. So, totally, right? Well, that's, I've started concentrating on a little bit the marketing side of things mm-hmm. more so in terms of my services. And that's a whole nother world that you oh, yeah. kind of got to people. I've heard people say, oh, well, it's just selling in print. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. We, it's yeah. totally different, man. I know because I can sell. <laughs> so I've struggled with Facebook ads and I'm a big do it. Learn what you're learn from it and make adjustments and get better kind of a thing. Right. Sure. So I'll put the money out there and, and I'll it. see what happens with it. And I'll learn something from yep. it. I'm not the guy who's going to go, man, I spent... 500 bucks on Facebook and uh, it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't ne- work. Yeah, never going back to there. Yeah. yeah. And well, then and then they'll go to the casino and spend 500 bucks and be like, oh, oh it was hand. a nice day. Dude, Perception of Yeah, of chill out. It's 500 bucks. You'll be okay. But yeah, the thing that's interesting about the book, and I was talking about this earlier, I started talking about it anyway, is I thought about doing it and I didn't. I'd failed English twice in high school. I was not somebody who I looked at as an author in the mirror. And 
I just hesitated on it for the longest time. I thought about it, thought about it. And finally, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I sent a copy to my dad who's, who's written like five freaking books. Uh-huh. He's <laughs> overachiever. Sick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, doesn't even just, and he, he's written on mindset and like oh, different man. stuff. So I sent it to him and he goes, you know what? I'm really surprised. This is a great book. Oh, I was like, well, good. wait, Thanks, is that a compliment? What the f-? You know, <laughs> but he was like, this is really good because it's not just a, here's what to do. It's like there's stories behind mm-hmm. all of the different things that yeah. have happened in doing great book, it. Yeah. So got the book here. What, where do people get this book? So you can get it on off Amazon. If you'd like, we could do something special for people listening today Let's and they could get a free copy and you know the deal. They just pay for the shipping and boom, yeah. the book comes out to them. So okay. they just go to sellingmemberships.com selling memberships with an s because we do multiples here we don't mess around with one <laughs> we'll, we'll, right we'll, we'll put it in the uh, show notes yeah sellingmemberships.com slash free book wow there you okay go. boom hook them that's up. awesome man that was unexpected so thank you for the listeners guys go get this book free copy we're gonna keep going though i'm not i'm not ending here we got too much good stuff to talk about so you know our audience gym owners trainers looking to open gyms i want to give them some Let's talk about mindset for a second, because I, without the mindset, and you speak to it all mm-hmm. the time, that you're kind of dead, right? If, yeah. you don't, if you come into it, and I've got my take on it, why sometimes trainers are not great salespeople, and we spoke about it just before this podcast. And in my take, if you haven't heard me say this before, I feel like in the core of a trainer, and they get into this business, they want to help people. I want to help change lives. I want to get people in better shape. We're going to save the world. And they're these givers. And then when it comes to selling they feel like it's hurting that person. And on top of that, a lot of times trainers, unfortunately, don't make a whole lot of money and they can't really even afford their own services. So how do I get this other person to pay me money for something that I think is pretty easy, but when I do that, I'm going to hurt them by doing that. So what's your take on that whole mindset side of the trainer, dude, or girl going into sales? Yeah. And it's common because we think sales is a negative thing from the Mm -hmm. get-go. So how do you change that? Well, you've got to have First of all, you've got to understand that nobody is going to continue with you without paying. Okay. Period. Transaction. Because either you're not going to be able to continue doing it because you can't get the bills paid. Okay. Or it's free and they don't value it, so they're not going to continue to show up. So on no end of it, without the transaction, will it be successful? (laughs) Okay, so get the logic. So you've got to understand point blank that there has to be a transaction that has to occur. Mm -hmm. And- that's first and foremost. The other side of it is, how much is that transaction? How much am I really charging somebody and feeling ethical about it? Well, that, again, if you're getting into it and you're going, well, I can't afford this, so I'm going to charge this, or you get this mindset, I'm going to be the cheapest in town, which, first of all, you'll never be the cheapest, so don't even go there. Like You're never going to be the cheapest. Never. You're just not going to be it. Yep. And it's very expensive to be the cheapest, by the way. You got to have a lot of money to bankroll the cheapest, Mm -hmm. right? So when you're going into it, though, you really got to have the idea of what you're doing for somebody, what you're providing for them. There's people that will tell you, well, like that's a lot of money for 150 bucks a month. That's 1800 bucks a year. Okay. That's nothing Mm -hmm. when it comes to losing weight and getting in shape. And we know this because that same person will also go get the lap band. Mm-hmm. So they don't eat as much. That's three grand, thirty six hundred ish for that surgery. And the person doing it is making about three hundred thousand a year doing it, right? And they'll go pay for it all day long, right? The one thing on your end is they actually have to do more work, right? They have to show up, they have to sweat, they yeah. have to yes. do those things. Yes. But what you bring to the table, what you are providing for them, I don't care what you charge. I really don't. I don't care if it's a thousand bucks a month. It's worth it to help somebody accomplish that goal of losing weight, feeling better, looking better. When those things are going on in their life, they're doing better at their jobs. Everything good. Their relationships are better. Uh, There's so many things. When you change someone's life, it's like there's no amount of money that you could charge that would be too much. It's just a matter of whether they can afford it or not is the question, right? And if everybody's saying yes, and you're never getting any kind of hesitation, you're too low. You're too low. Yeah. Bump and the if prices up. can't get any yeses at all, well, that's a sales problem. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That has nothing to do sure. with price. Not, sure. not, not, not a pricing problem. It's, no, it's, it's not. A I mean, there's, there's clubs sure. out there that have a $10,000 initial sign-up fee. Oh, yeah. We work with We've worked with them. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So they're out there. And, you can, and, you, and that could be you. But again, it really comes down to 
you overcoming that mindset of, well, I'm taking something from somebody. You're giving something to Thank somebody. You. Yeah, Perfect. that's what you're and doing. It's framing in your own personal beliefs in that position. You have to see the value in your own product and understand, like you touched on, it's not just the result in, in the one hour. Like people, we're not people. That's what they're paying for, but that's not what they're receiving. People receive a transformation. It's going right. to change their life. How many people are coming off of different medications? They're mm. removing the cursors for diabetes. They're, I mean, tran- life changing transformations are taking place. How do you put a dollar amount on that? Right. And right. then right. <clears throat> from the sales point, why are you hesitant to go charge somebody a few bucks for what we know they're about to receive? And you're hesitant. For your reasons. The same reason they're hesitant for signing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For their reasons. And if you don't deal with that and you don't handle that, you are always going to have trouble with at that person end. that hesitates. At the end. Yeah. Always. Because you'll hesitate and you'll be like, I understand. I get it. So I, if I understand it, then you can't help somebody get through it. It's like there's sympathy and empathy, right? Sympathy is like, I am in their shoes. I get it. And I'm them. Empathy is like, I understand where you're coming from, but guess what? Here's how to get through it. Yeah, that's not right? the only way. Right. Like, come see the other side of the coin. Yeah, yeah. You, and you got to have that empathy with it. You got to be like, I get not being able to afford something. And I get that investing in something is a little scary, right? You talk about it in your book, mm-hmm. investing in coaching. And you're like, man, this was freaking me out. Yes. You know, it like stings. it was scary it money. Yeah, it stings. But the return ended up being Always. more than what I put out. Always. Initially, it always seems expensive. Or you're not in the right price range, man. Yeah, if it's if, too cheap, you, you don't value it. That's yeah. the one thing, right? So, so it's a, and, and, and it's like, and you do sales on the client side of it. And I talk to clients personally, myself, personally, myself. <laughs> you know, I failed English twice if I didn't mention that. <laughs> write a book. Right. <laughs> Get out there and write a book. You could do it. But when I'm dealing with clients and they see the figure that it costs to hire me, Sometimes they're a little, I like their eyes bugging out a little bit because I know I'm in the ballpark of where I need to be. But also, I know the return they're going to get on this. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket compared to the return. So what I say, and and the fact is, I'm only expensive in the beginning. There you go. That's That's it. Once you get dialed in and once you start doing it, you realize this isn't even, if you're putting a dollar out and getting three back or four back. What's the problem? You don't do it. You don't stop doing it. You don't stop. Yeah. You go, wait a minute. You definitely do it. Yeah. Something we talk about in our marketing, right? If you're doing a dollar in and three dollars out, put as many one dollars in as you can possibly can, right. can come up win. with. Yeah. It's a, a win. win, right? Right. You got to look at the big picture, the return on investment of increasing your closing percentage 10%, yeah. 15%. It's exponential. Well, you know what's also time. awesome, about, interesting about that is lead costs. We were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, right? There's always something that comes through and it's hot. Yes. Google was hot and Google came through and said, yo, you guys are they're messing it up. And so <laughs> everyone gets smacked, right? right? And so lead costs go through the roof on things. Facebook, it is oversold. It's oversold. The inventory is oversold. This is facts. If you're running ads, you're seeing a lot of them go into Instagram because there's more inventory over there, right? Mm-hmm. And lead costs have gone up even just since a month ago. Always. They've gone up significantly. Yep, and so you get demand. clients are like, man, this lead was $25. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's five times more than it was last month. Okay. Yeah, I get that. It's going to happen. But guess what? What's your revenue per lead? Oh, it's 70. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's look 70. At data? Oh, it's 70. Why are you complaining about 25 if they your revenue is 70? You're, they were spoiled. And this is hit everybody that got in the Facebook game, especially in 15, that, about that time on. We were spoiled. We yeah. didn't know what we had. We knew we did. We knew what we had. We went all in. Mm-hmm. The clients that jumped on board with us, they went all in. They crushed for. And it's the ones that were all in. And then they're seeing that happen. Facebook doesn't work anymore. Well, how, well yeah. first off, how much money did you make? Probably paid for another 10 years of Facebook right, marketing right. <laughs> and profit. But right. What's your return on investment is a total overall marketing cost. I put out three grand and I made 36 grand. Keep doing it. No matter what it is, like your cost really doesn't mean anything. Right. It's your return on investment. If you put out three grand. Say that? Can you say that very clearly yeah. one more time? The cost per lead doesn't mean anything. It's your return on your investment. Oh, very great business logic right here. Dropping bombs. Logic is weird. It, it comes it, into play. Yeah, it holds up every <laughs> yeah, it time. It holds up every know? time. And you know what's funny about that? That is a sales process issue. If I will outspend you. Mm-hmm. You get nervous about 25. I know I'm making 70 per lead. 
Okay. Because I keep track of revenue per lead, revenue per sale. I look at the average initial payments. I look at all these things because now I can make a good business decision. If I'm making $70 revenue per lead, I will spend all of it and then some if I have to. My competition will not do that. They'll They're stop. too scared. Well, you're hearing it. We, right? You're hearing it. Yeah. They're scared at 25. Dude, you're making money. If you spend 25 and you make 28, you're still making money. Yeah. Well, right. That's the thing, right? Uh, most people don't think this way. And that's right. why you're listening to this podcast. Start changing your thinking about how, yeah. One metric that we really, we had an episode about KPIs and metric. Mm-hmm. This metric actually makes more sense than some of the ones we talked about. Revenue per lead. Yeah. We talked about total ROI, yeah. money in, money out. Right. But if you apply back total revenue made back to total leads, that's where you get your revenue per lead. And then your cost per lead is, those are the two you're looking at. Yep, right. Well, Indicators, yeah. If you're looking at it, have the direct KPI that will affect that on the revenue side of it. So if you're looking at it on a cost per lead, you should also look at it in revenue per lead. Yep. And also revenue per sale is another thing that you want to look at. Mm-hmm. Because I know if I sign somebody up, that average sale is $180 for, or whatever it might be. So I know that's what it is. Now your revenue per lead is going to be lower because not everybody's going to be close. Completing. Mm-hmm. So they are, there's going to be a difference. But you look at it because that's going to affect what you are willing to spend on it. And then your sales process will determine that amount at the end. If you do well in the sales process, those numbers go up. Yep. Okay. And like I said a minute ago, I'm willing to outspend my competition because I know I can. And I know I can close sales. They'll get scared at $25 a lead. I won't ever be yeah. scared of that. I won't be scared at 70. Yeah. I won't be scared at 90. If I'm spending sure. $20 more to get somebody in my gym, because yep. next month we're, we're back in the green. You're ahead. So you look at those things. They're important. Yep. Sales is everything when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And any kind of problem you have, sales is the, is this the, the solution. It's, it's straight up. You Every, can sell your way out of a problem really quick. That was one of the problems I had hiring friends. I got nightmare stories about this stuff. <laughs> I've had fines from the state okay. or I've had somebody in charge of payroll as an example. This is crazy. All he had to do was, was write a $232 check every month to the state for our workers' comp insurance. Easy job. Forgot to do it. Yep. Here we apparently, go. Apparently. Yeah. And didn't do it. And state comes in and says, hey, you owe us $70,000 for workers' comp oh, based nice. on your payroll. Right, because right. you got eleven guys and your payroll's not small when you're doing commission sales mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Yep. So crazy fine, but guess what solved it? Selling sales. more memberships, yep. getting down. <laughs> okay, got, guess what? You gotta, we got to get out of the hole. Now we got to sell. Yeah. We we, gotta, I mean, now, but we break it down. I mean, even in like every marketing process, whether it's picking up a new piece of software, whether it's adding something to the process, like oh, cool, mastermind group. Let's say it was a big investment towards a coach or something like that. All right, what do we need to turn around and create in our business in order to make this zero? This dollar amount go away. It's it's really that simple. We we do it constantly. We teach our right. our clients the same premise. But it's amazing how many people are just scared to do that. Even though you can show them on paper, here's the win. Like front to back, you're winning every time. Go do this again. Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady thirty k or more per month, and now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well. The Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, and when it comes to the client side, the marketing side of it, it's usually the one of the two things. Either you think you can't do it or you think I can't do it. What is it? Okay. Because if you think I can't do it. You're well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got I to gotta help you out here. But if you think you can't do it, why? That, what is it about you yep. that you think you can't get done here? And when we're dealing with objections when it comes to prospects who are looking at a membership, it's the same kind of a thing. One of the questions that we need to ask up front, and this is important when it comes to the sales process because it's a complete flip of traditional sales. Traditional sales is we talk about how great we are, we brag about ourselves, we present an option and pricing, we wait for them to say no. And then you battle. And then we battle yep. and we try to overcome it. It's me against you. And I got to win this. And it becomes this whole 
awkward kind of situation. That's a traditional. That's traditional, yep. right? Because that's what we're taught, features, benefits, and then just grind them. Well, this process is different because, again, we're in the business, not outside of it looking in, but we're in it, and we know what people are going to object to. They're going to say, I can't get to you. Location is going to be an objection. Right. We know schedule is going to be an objection. We know that motivation and commitment is going to be an issue, right? Mm -hmm. And we know significant other is going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. And that significant other could be grandma, could be husband, wife. I just saw a car mask commercial. The guy said, I got to talk to my turtle. Oh, no. I was like, that's <laughs> the truest see, commercial I've ever yeah. seen in my life. For sales, yeah. You, you got to talk to somebody, right? <laughs> but you deal with that up front when they're honest with you, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And what you do in this book, you actually go through every one of those scenarios. Right. And the, the takeaway I got out of it was you, that was it. You took the sale away. Hey, you know what? I, I don't, in my conscience, I, if I can't sell you a membership if you can't physically get here every single day. Right. To train with us three or four days a week. I can't do it. So. Right. So you take it away, and all of a sudden, maybe oh, well, you know what? I can get a car and get oh, over you here. Oh, kidding me? All when, of a sudden, they find the answer. Oh, the takeaway of the old takeaway. No, you wait. Okay, we know gym owners hear this all the time. Sales. Oh, I got to check my schedule. That is the biggest lie you're ever going to hear. Our schedule's in our phone. We know. Yeah. You know schedule. what I mean? Yep. I know my damn schedule, <laughs> but you can't call somebody out on that now when you showed them price because you you don't even know if that's real. You could address it, and they could do it. And they're still not going to do it because you won that little battle, but you, you lost the war. You lost the war right? on that one, yeah. But up front, and they say, well, you know, I got to check my schedule. Okay, we'll check it. Because guess what? I can't put a program together for you without a damn schedule. Yeah. So yeah. we're not going anywhere until you can, oh, let me check my, yeah, oh, you know what? I'm here. I can, I can make it. Great point. You know? Yeah, you hit these things up front, and this is the takeaway for gym owners. You're overcoming these objections way in advance of before you're presenting the price because- you don't want that to come up in the end and you can't overcome it at the end without them not buying. I mean, they're, there's more likelihood they're going to take off after that. Yeah. And the thing that we're doing is we're literally eliminating every obstacle that gets in the way of them moving forward so that when we get to the end, if it is price, we know for sure now. We know that price is an issue. Okay, cool. So if price is an issue, what are we talking about here? Like how much of the price? Because nobody came here expecting to pay to nothing. nothing right. sure. So what is the difference? And the difference, on average, I don't care where you go, and I got clients all over the world, different cultures, it's always 30 to 50 bucks. A month? Difference. Wow. Okay. That's the, that's that's what they have to overcome. So they see 180 from one client. Other clients charge 260. It's always 30. It's always 30 to 50 bucks. <laughs> it's crazy. But do, you do show you the price. It, do you think it's them trying to get a deal and knock it, knock it down? This is why it works. This is why the sales works. Because what happens is they see the price and you say, okay, I understand. It's a little bit more than what you expected to pay. What did you expect to pay? Mm -hmm. Well, it's 150. I, I was thinking more like 120 would be good. Now the prospect's thinking, this salesperson is the worst salesperson in the world. I'm about to get a deal 30, on this. 30, yeah, $30 right? off this right Right. Here. And then what we do is we break it down to what, it's called breaking it down the ridiculous, really. Reducing, 30, so what we're talking about between you getting in that two-piece bikini, you having your husband look at you like he did when you were in high school. That's what we're talking 30 about, 30 bucks, bucks. And you're telling me he's going to be the one with the issue? I can tell you he is not. <laughs> and I don't know him, but I, I know, know him. I know, yeah. But I do need to talk to him on the phone if he does, okay? But the bottom line is it's 30 bucks now. And when you look at the 30, see, they're looking at that big 150 number. They're not looking at the 30. Right. They don't re And sometimes when you put that 30 on the table and you go, that's seven and a half dollars a week. It's a, star a Starbucks, Starbucks over here. visit. Yeah. yeah seriously. It, it, when you look at that and they go, what am I doing? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. You yeah, know, you're right. Now you, again, it was a barrier. It's like 150. And maybe they were thinking 100. Maybe they were thinking really 120. But the bottom line is there's a dollar amount in there that we got to talk about. And that's the difference. Got it. And when we talk about that, that's the, nothing. You take it to nothing. reduce it to the ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Like how, nothing. how can you not figure out how to come up with 30 bucks? Literally pass week. Starbucks up one time a week. You're right. Good. One time a week. Yeah. That's great. Yep. Or anything. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. Disposable income. You're going to spend it. You're going to put it somewhere else. Yeah. Just realign it. And, yep. and look, now the problem solved. But see, the thing is, I know when I address that now, she's not going to go, yeah, but okay, I could do that, but let me check my schedule. It's already done. Yeah. yeah. We got schedule squared up. We got location. We got all these things squared away. 
now we're really dealing with the same thing. It's like if if you have a wound and you don't put the Band-Aid on it right, it's not going to help. So they could say, I got to check my schedule. You could be great at overcoming that, but it might not even be the real reason. That's the point. Yeah. That's more, the point. Yeah. So a lot of the objections that are being brought up are more or less an excuse as opposed to the actual root of their discomfort. Right. So all of the things up front, all of the things that you cover up front help you in the end when they're hesitating. And when money's involved and money's on the table, they will lie to you, period. And if you don't believe me, you haven't been in the business long enough. Bottom mm-hmm. line. <laughs> Buyers are liars, okay? And so we've got to not create an environment that allows them to do that. We've got to create an environment that allows them to be honest Mm -hmm. so that we can get them results, right? And that's what the process does. And so when they're coming in, you got to get those four objections out of the way. And you also, one thing you got to clear is baggage they have previously. Baggage, you said? Baggage, meaning they failed before. Right. They're coming to you with that baggage, now you are the one that has to deal with it. So you tried, what did you try in the past and why hasn't it worked? I tried going to the gym and I lost my motivation and I stopped going. So, um, yeah. That's your problem. Yeah. Now it's your problem. Well, why'd you stop going? Well, when I was showing up, I just wasn't getting the results. Why? You were showing up, but why weren't you getting the results? I didn't know what I was doing. So now you got to deal with not her not knowing what she was doing or him not knowing what he was doing. Ahead of time, I know this. Guess why they're hesitating at the end? Because they're thinking about that old one. Mm -hmm. They're thinking, you know what? I'm going to pay this guy three times more, and I'm going to fall back to my old habits. But now that I know that, so price isn't an issue for you? The price works. Yes, it does. But I just want to think about it and make sure I'm doing the right thing. Look, I totally get that. Thinking about it's a smart thing to do. If I told you anything different, that would be wrong, (laughs) right? But think about it's a smart thing to do. And and really, we think about things because we want to make good decisions, right? Okay, so let me ask you this. If you got this right now, if you decide to become a member today at Pulse Fitness, how do you think that would be a bad decision? On what level do you think that would be a bad decision? This is where salespeople really hate it because it's like, oh, no, we're talking about the negative. Yep. <laughs> the negative is what's holding her back, though. And you know what? I already know the answer. That's, I'm already ready for her, but I got to have her put it on the table. Yep. Because mm-hmm. when I have her put it on the table, I can help her get, see how she's getting through it, right? Well, I'm just afraid that I'm going to do it and then I'm going to quit. And that's why we addressed it with this program. Because see, last time what happened was you'd show up, you didn't know what to do. You know what's going to happen here? We're going to show exactly what to do. Today when you showed up, did you know what to do? No, you didn't know what to do. Why? You didn't need to know because you had a trainer. You know what's going to happen next time you show up? You're going to have a trainer again. Hey, the third time, we're going to give you another trainer. Still trainer. How's that sound? <laughs> Guess what? Three months from now? You're still going to have a trainer. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And so the things that failed you in the past weren't your fault. You didn't know what you were doing. And that's why we addressed it with this program. Yeah. You understand? Beautiful. So how would you like to pay for it? With mm. your credit card, checking account? How do you want to do it? There's the ask. Yeah. We have, oh, I answered for, the problem. The yeah. When you, and that's a key thing. And I'm glad you like put the explanation point on that and pointed out. Yep. When you solve their issue. Move fast. Don't ask. Does that solve your issue? Yes, it solves their issue. You don't need their, 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 you did it. You don't need them to tell you that you did it. You know you did it. So guess what? Now it's time to move forward. How do you want to pay for it? Since I now solved that problem for you. It's over. How do you want to pay for it? You are a leader and you need to demonstrate leadership at all times. Yep. Conversations, training, the whole deal. So if you had a problem, I just solved it for you. Now it's time to buy. I've got to tell you that. Sure. I've got to lead you to that. Yeah. Some huge takeaways right here, obviously, from the book and what you're saying. Number one, get to the real root of the problem and or the, or the hesitation by asking the question, why? Like, why? And then you keep Before asking. Before money's ahead involved. Of, ahead of the, 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 right. yeah, the value. Yep. yep. Why did you fail? Well, I wasn't going. Or why did you fail? Because I didn't know I was what I was doing, right? You found the problem and then you solved it, right? That's number one. Number two, you drove, you listened, okay? You asked questions throughout. You didn't just talk at them the whole time. You're listening to, because you're, you, you want to listen, guys, because that's where you're going to get your ammo from, right? Yeah. You've got to let them talk so you know how to position things and, and ask the right questions. Uh, and then number three, you led the whole thing. You don't let them lead it. So we talked about that in the beginning. But those three qualities or those three kind of aspects, you have to have those things. Mindset, asking the right questions, 
freaking listen and lead the lead the presentation. And ask for the sale. We've, yeah. we've talked about it lately. People you people get, do ninety percent of it. Get to that point where they're like, oh, oh, cool. Like, does that work for you? And then. Yeah. Yeah, but then they just sit there awkwardly like, I don't know what to do next. I'm going to help you with that one next level for it. We don't even ask for the sale. We ask for the payment. The payment, sure. Right? It's different. Do you want to buy now or how are you going to pay? How are you going to pay? Yeah. It's like, right? like, like an assumptive. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. I'm not only going to assume you're buying it. I'm taking I know one you're going to buy it yeah. because bottom line is you had that issue and I just fixed it and solved it. What else right? is there to talk about? Yeah. And the one other thing about it is you don't disagree with them. I don't care what they're telling you. Yep. To them, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so if you disagree, you're putting yourself in the wrong position. Yep, yep, you're yeah, right. you're causing friction instead right. of guiding them to the right answer. The Absolutely. Right solution. And you're a dumbass if you think thinking about it isn't a good thing to do. It is a good thing to do. Yep. But I don't need three days to think. I need right now. Yep. If, if it takes you that long to think about everything, I'm, I'm nervous nothing. about you driving because there's stop signs and stoplights and, you know, like, yeah. you got to be able to make decisions. Let's be honest, yeah. right? But you don't want to. You're afraid. And I'm going to help you with that. Mm -hmm. And that's where you want to come from is the place of help. Beautiful. Yeah, right? that's a big thing. I mean, with everything, obviously, I haven't dove into the book and, and understood every single process yet. But you're coming from a place of authority. People, like we discussed on a previous episode, people are sitting in that seat because they have a need that you're looking to fulfill for them. You're in a place of authority. You're the one that they're looking to prescribe the solution to that problem. Right. Do it. And I love that process about getting the objections. Let's face them all up on the table. Let's have the conversation. Right. because And, th and if there that. is the objection, take away the sale. Like, and, and I can't exactly. move forward if you can't get here. And I can't move forward if you need to speak to your husband or wife. Like We need to get them here. Mm -hmm. You don't keep going. You just stop right there. And, and don't be afraid to lose a sale or stop the sales process until you get the, over that. You, you have won't. to. Yeah, you, you won't can. lose it. Yeah, you, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing that's wild is exactly right. Don't be afraid to lose it because you won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're afraid of losing a sale and then you lost it. You if you keep going, you're going to lose that yeah. sale right. because that objection is the reason that they're not willing to complete the sale. Yeah, and if you push beyond it, all you're doing is confirming a no. And what you mentioned about authority and what you were talking about just a second ago, that is such an important thing. They give you authority. Prospects yes. give you the authority up front. And a lot of times we give it right back to them. How can I help you? What? Why am I an expert asking, asking you, you how I can help you? This is like a pet peeve of mine. Okay, like I can tell. When, <laughs> prospect, when a salesperson, yeah, oh, I was calling about, you know, you, you're interested in our program. So how can I help you? Wait a minute. I want to... I, Don't say I'm that. getting crazy right now. It's it's making my hair stand up. Not that it doesn't anyway, but <laughs> looks pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of a thing. How can I help you? You're literally taking your authority, your leadership, and going, here you go, have it back. Yeah. And what do they say? Okay, yeah, I was I was your programs. How much are they? Now you're in trouble. Now you gotta work and, backwards. And yeah, yeah, now you, you just set you set yourself up all wrong. Because that is the number one question when you get a phone call. They just want to know how your price yeah, is. And, and you mentioned price. in your book because they don't know what else to ask. Right. Right. They only know money and they only know what costs them and what they can kind of afford. Uh, you can't sell value on a price alone. You just can't, especially if they're not even in the place. Right. You definitely can't sell it. Mm -hmm. So don't sell, don't give them the price. Find out why they're calling. Find out what they're looking to do. Find out like more. We have kind of a, a script we use here that gets to all those things. And, and it's actually pretty cool. And I'll let you read it. It actually gets a lot of these objections over the phone taken mm -hmm. care of. Mm -hmm. We do talk about ranges of, of budget. Like, is that within your budget? Like towards the end? Yeah. And if, if they agree to that, cool. Come on in. If that's not even in their budget, then that's an end deal. If Is there somebody else involved in the decision-making process? Well, let's get them here too. So mm -hmm. when we schedule them, we make sure that they both can be here. Sure. And what we what happens a lot is we sell both of them, which right. is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Two for one, baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that's all good stuff. This book, guys, if you're a gym owner, you'd need to get the book. I'm actually um, gonna finish this up tonight. It is a good read. It's an easy read. It's great. It's chock full of value. You you're not gonna read this and be like, oh, what should I do next? You know what to do next. You you just follow this process. So Again, guys, if you want to pick up this book, I got it right here, sellingmemberships.com slash, slash free book. There you go. We're going to give you guys a free book. Just pay for shipping. There you go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Learn that from your buddy. It, well, <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> are they going to approach any upsells in this? Might as well let them know now, right? Hey, if you want, there, I've got all kinds of stuff you can get. Yeah. You can get email scripts. You can get, uh, I've got online training. 
I don't have a whole lot of one-on-one stuff available because I got to actually be there to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's very, very some limited. Courses, but, some training courses Yeah, and but stuff. I have online training that people love. And it's interesting because I wrote the book. I didn't have an end game. I would just put the book out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to put it out. I just want to do that. Sure. Right? I've been thinking about it. I want to do it. And I, Sunday night before I, I actually released it, I go on Amazon. It's the only place I know where to do this. Mm-hmm. So I upload it and I was going to go back to it later and update the description and everything. So I go back later and I see it's number eight on the Sweet. bestseller list. There nice. And I was like, what in the hell? What did I do? It's going to kill me for tomorrow. Like everyone's buying it today and then <laughs> I want to be number one. So what the hell's going on? But what happened was when that happened, Amazon said, hey, people are kind of digging this. Let's push it out. Yeah. And they Amazon promoted, promoted they it, promote for it for free. Sure. Mm-hmm. They put me in the top corner, hot new release mm-hmm. all over the world. So I was like, the day it came out, number one in Australia, number one in Germany, number one in U.S., multiple categories. I'm talking like multiple. That's awesome. It awesome. was crazy. And so people are going like, hey, so what's next? How can we hire you? Yeah. I'm like, for oh, what? <laughs> I just, you got the Bro, book. Bro, you got the damn book. Yeah, that's Follow you, the book. <laughs> no, no, we want coaching. We want That's what happens when you get a book. Yeah, dude. So it was crazy. And so then I was like, okay, I'll take some clients on. I take some clients on. And they're like, yeah, but in between, what do we do? And then I'm like, well, I'm going to do some online stuff so I can just watch this, take a quiz, learn it. And so it kind of evolved in its accidental success, so to speak, right? It just evolved into some things. So now I, and I wouldn't even offer that course to the public. I'm sure. Like, what am I doing? Sure. I could offer this for way lower than having me show up on Skype sure. with you. Right. And, so yeah, that's available where you can now actually have access to the that's online great. training. Yep. And I do some live stuff with it too uh, leveraging. every couple months or every couple weeks. Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. Sweet. Yeah. No, nice. we, we're, we're all fans for uh, online courses because that's how I learn a lot of times. I, yeah. I'll take a course, I'll learn it and implement it. Having that, that kind of live touch is huge too. Yeah. Um, so this is awesome, man. I got so, questions, you know, and it's like you start to do some things and they don't do it exactly. They think they understood it and then they go apply it and they're like, that did not work. And it's like, well, you kind of missed a couple things here. So let's just rewind and, and go through what it was you were missing. Yep. Um, and you can help coach them. And really, it's like anything. One of the big things I'm hearing right now is online training. Oh, it's going big, right? Okay. It's going to be a big thing. Okay, cool. It's not. <laughs> okay? It's not. People, and the thing is, with, what's interesting too, is this is not new. This is not a new concept, right? No. This is an old concept. And what's awesome about online training is, it almost always leads to live training, almost always, because you can only get so much and you start to realize, you know what? I need to get a trainer. Sure, I need yeah. to get somebody who knows what they're doing. A video is cool, but it's not everything. In person. It's not in person. Right. And, right. It, and, and it can introduce people to training, which is great. But yeah. Well, let's talk about it's that for a second. Game. This Because this is actually, to your point, it's not new. There's a big movement of gurus talking about hey you kind of stuck in this brick and mortar at 10 10 mile radius like go online and build this whole hybrid business out there guys it's not the same it's not yeah. the same and if you think that you're just going to just launch an online program and people are going to come flooding in you're in for a tough surprise yeah well, uh, and well let's tie it back to the conversation you you even the example you use the friction somebody had about buying a gym membership Oh, I didn't succeed before because I didn't know what I was doing. There's going to always going to be a threshold between the difference of a video taking you through something and somebody there that can critique, that can give input, that mm-hmm. can can be live with you. There's how can that be considered the that same? That can coach you. You will quit on yourself. Exactly. Period. Yep. Yeah. A coach helps you with that. A co- there's n- there's nothing there's no replacing it. Yes, yeah. It's, it's valid. Call me short-sighted. Yeah. 
I've only oh, been in the business for 30 freaking years. We're giant proponents for it. I mean, <laughs> every pillar. And there's right? always change. There's always things that are going to be updated. There's always things that are going to be improved. But you've also got to understand where they're coming from. And, and I talk about this sometimes with clients and it's misinterpretation of data. Sure. Right. I saw a big guru, not even in our business. I think it might even have been Gary V. I don't want to uh, attach him to something that's not actually true, but I'm pretty sure it was him. He was talking and he said, hey, nobody answers their phone anymore. And everyone's like, yep, you're right, man. Do you answer your phone out there? What do you do? You text. And everyone's like, yep, that's right. He's dead on. He's Everybody's like, yep. And so I get clients, hey, man, I saw Gary V talking. He's talking about, you know, nobody answers his phone anymore. And that's what I'm experiencing, too. I'm like, no, no, no. They're not answering their phone because they don't know you. There's yep. a difference. Yep. Okay? If my phone rings and I see a number and I don't recognize it, I don't answer it. That's what we all do. We all do it. <laughs> If my daughter calls me, first of all, if it's a phone call, I'm stopping everything because something happened. She's yeah. never calling me, yeah, right? Yeah, you are. But I know answer. who it is now. I'm answering the phone. My wife calls. I'm answering the phone. You're going to answer the phone if you recognize it. Sure. So what do you do? Do you go, okay, nobody's answering the phone. So that's it doesn't work. how I see yeah, it. it does, exactly. It's misinterpretation of data. Yeah, the whole system's not broken just because that fact doesn't remain true in your situation. Your show-up rates will suffer if you do not get people on the phone. Fact. Now, you can have great show-up rates. Not great, but you have good show-up rates. But if you get people on the phone, I'll improve those. Mm -hmm. Because when you can have a conversation with somebody, you're going to see the show-up rate increase. Okay. Not decrease. And so you don't address, well, people aren't answering their phone, so therefore I'm not going to call them. You address, how do I get people to answer their phone? How do I get them to recognize me when I call. Those are the things you address because if you do that, now you're solving an issue. Okay, so. Sales go up. So how do we solve that problem? Two ways, there's two things you need to do when you make a call to somebody. First of all, get your mindset right. They're not gonna answer, okay? okay? If you respond quickly, sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, even when you're responding quickly, they're almost surprised, like this can't be the job. Yeah, there's no way that they're calling, like, me, calling me like yeah. 10 minutes later. But Get your mind right. You're probably not going to get the phone call answered the first one. So when we leave a message, we don't just say, hey, this is so-and-so, call me back. Because it does two things. One, they're not going to do it. Two, if I call you now and you didn't call me back, now I made you feel guilty about answering my call. So they're going to decline it just out of that reason and be like, you know what? Oh, I'm I'm an a-hole. Let me get to him later. And then they don't get to you later. So what we've got to do is when we leave that message, we let them know, hey, this is Eric from Pulse Fitness. You requested some information on our programs. I wanted to help you out with that. When you get this message, give me a call back. This is my number. By the way, if you can't do it, I understand. If you can't get back to me, no big deal. I'm going to try again later. Yep, there you go. I was waiting for that part. Right? So you're doing a couple things with it. You're identifying yourself and you're saying, hey, I want to give you the info that you wanted and... If you do get a chance to call me, go ahead and do it. But if not, I'm going to let you off the hook and not feel guilty when I call back and you didn't get a chance to call me. Yep. I'm going to call you back. Beautiful. And by the way, I'm going to keep calling you. Yeah. And, and, and you, I will call you back. <laughs> and you mentioned your phone number there so they can maybe recognize it, right? So if they remember that's, the last four digits the on the phone, like, uh, yeah, this yep. is the guy. This is the guy that just left me a message. And you'll read voicemails now before you even listen to them. So you see, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So the, the key is to let them know, hey, don't worry about calling me back. If you don't get to it, which they're not, you let them off the hook. But you've got to identify yourself. Yep. And so, see, that's the problem that we run into. So what happens? Misinterpretation of data. No, I call these guys and leave messages. Yeah, but you call and leave message. They don't call you back. And now when you call them again, they feel guilty. Perfect. So you're not solving the – you're not dealing with the sales problem. The sales problem is let them know they got to identify you. They got to mm. know who you are. And they got to feel not guilty about you calling them when they didn't call you back. Any thoughts on texting them and in like, hey, this is so and so. I'm gonna, I'll be calling. You, I'll be calling you here in a few minutes. Text, or yeah. email, phone. You don't carrier pigeons. Yeah, yeah if, if they were around, I'd be using them. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't. It's not that you don't use automation. You don't use the technology that's out there. But you also got to understand what business you're in. What business are you in? Are you in the business of relationships, of helping people, of people business? Because if you are, you got to talk to them. We talk about God, this, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you want to go out with somebody? You can't just text. 
You got there's going to be a phone call there somewhere. Yeah, maybe Tinder. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Man. Even then, man, even then you're having a conversation. Yeah. At one yeah, point. At some but, point, but, 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 there's going to be a conversation, per- I hope. Perfect example, though. Even Tinder, like as crazy as that sounds, right? There's enough information on your profile for that person to decide if they're going to engage in you. Right. You're doing the same thing by leaving that message. You're helping them. You're bridging that gap and allowing them off the hook so that they can take the action or... They know it comes when you the go next to come book, take, Eric. Hey, yeah, they, sales is just like Tinder. Yeah. That's the, the you know, title. He's already how, how he's to, how writing to, it. The right art of Tinder. On Tinder. <laughs> My wife would not even be a fan of this conversation, let alone the book. Uh, you know? But uh, that's the thing. We got to look at the data correctly, and we've got to look at it from the right angles because there's a lot of info out there. There's a lot of misinfo out there. One in our industry to relate to our industry specifically in terms of some misinformation that's going on is that we need more leads. We need more and more and more and more and more leads. Well, what are you doing with the ones you got, first of all? Mm-hmm. What are you doing with them? Because if you're just going to come to me and say more leads, I'm, you're going to be enslaved to that client forever because they are never going to be able to handle, first of all, what you can bring to them. And second of all, when that dries up and they got to do something like, I don't know, go out to the public... <laughs> I did flyers on cars. I'll do it right now if we got to. I've done door hangers. Yep. I've, I've taken my whole team and boxes of, of door hangers and said, we're hitting the neighborhood. Sure. And they're like, oh, yeah. what, man? What if somebody like gets mad? At what? What are they getting mad at? The conversation. Turn it. Yep. Like, use your skills. Don't get scared, you freak. These are MMA fighters. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they're scared of somebody getting mad at them because you put a freaking door get hanger on there. Get off my lawn. Yeah. Or you go into these things and it says no solicitation. And it's Ooh. like, I'm still putting them up. <laughs> yep. You know what yep. I mean? I've gotten trouble for it. I don't recommend you going out there and getting in trouble. That's not a, a good strategy. But don't get arrested. Don't, don't, yeah, don't get arrested. Don't do stuff like that. But listen, I will not hold back when it comes to that. And so what my whole point is, we get this idea that, okay, I always need more leads, need more leads, but there's two other elements there that you need to really make sure you've got dialed in. One is your retention, and two is your sales. Your conversion, sure. We talk about this front to back, right? Cold traffic all the way to reoccurring memberships. Like where in yes. that process is yep. the problem yep. when you can tweak those percentages, yep. exponential growth. Yeah, and don't be afraid to go and do the flyers and do the things that aren't sexy, but... That's your business. Don't be afraid to have a booth somewhere at a fair, whatever. If you just rely on one thing, that one thing will die. Because if it's so easy for you to get leads, guess what? Mm-hmm. There's a flood of people coming behind you, yep. an army of people. You guys are seeing it now in your news feeds. There's no, I'm not saying anything new. How many different oh, people are telling you that they can get you leads? They probably can. That's probably cool. the majority of the advertisements that we see. Yep. It's the easiest and thing. And cold calls and emails to me. I'm on yeah, the list. Yeah. I'm on a lot of lists no, out I there. I am too. And getting blasted. <laughs> and, you know, and I'll toy with them a little bit. And they're relentless. They're going to get you leads. But yes, if you don't need so many damn leads because you got a great clientele and they're staying and paying longer and your sales process is awesome and you're closing 80, 90% of the people that actually sit in front of you, yeah. you don't need constant flow of leads. And that's what, to your point, Right, get your sales process dialed in. That's what this podcast about. The book's about, mm-hmm. and then keep the damn clients happy that you have, and keep them around. Yeah, that's the worst, man. In one door, out the other, right. all day. See, the sales make you money. The leads cost you money, and so you've got to have the thing that makes you money dialed in first. Yeah. Ultimately, yep. And I talked about it earlier, right? Sales solved all my problems whenever I had one. It wasn't leads that solved them. Now, do I have to have leads? leads yes, I do. Ultimately, sure. have to do it, but. If I have 100 of them and I can only close 25, that's 75 that actually were interested on some level that I screwed up. How did I screw that up? And that's a lot of money that I let walk out the door or not even get in the door because I didn't have a sales process. And then the retention part of it obviously is key because you want to continue to build and build and build. But ultimately, if you're saying, well, I need more leads, I need more leads, I'm willing to bet you need better sales. Yeah. And then now go and look for someone we, who can get That's more exactly how we teach our coaching is backwards from that. We, we get your foundation right. Yeah. Get your sales process right. Marketing's last. Yep. Marketing's always last. And that's the, always the first thing that people want to buy. Everybody, right. everybody yeah. wants yeah, last. to have those conversations. 
it's funny because we joke all the time. Everybody begins because they think that their sales process is the shit. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. thinks they close yeah. everybody. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. I hear it all I mean, the time. <laughs> you hear the same calls, yeah. same things that, but that, and all they're concerned about is more, more in the front end, more in the front end, more in the front end. When like you broke it down, the numbers, if you fix those percentages at the sales conversions and keep the same leads you have. The, exactly. Now your business just Exploded. explodes, explodes. Yep. That is probably one of the biggest percentages or ratios throughout the entire process that matters the most right and that idea that they close everybody is again it's misinterpretation of data you close people that you actually see i get that you're a good trainer you're actually a good salesperson as well because this is your thing this is your baby so you're going to be a little bit better at that than somebody you hire yep okay however you don't close everybody and It's interesting because you'll say, okay, you close everybody. So how many leads did you get this month? I'm not exactly sure on that. Mm -hmm. How the hell do you know you close everybody? everybody? You don't even know how many everybody you got. Oh, you can take it one step further and go, how many consultations did you have this month? And they're like, I don't know, but I sold four. Right. Okay, so you sold so four. So you're 100% um, closing rate. Yeah, so you oh, had four people. Perfect. So you had four people, that was it? No, I, I did more. So you didn't and the, have... Yeah, yes. and the thing is they make excuses as to why they didn't make the sale. Mm-hmm. I've been in this position before. Like, why did that person... That person really wasn't a good fit. We don't want them here. We're no, serious. So it doesn't they count. They validate. They weren't yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. They weren't serious about it. We don't want them here. What? Yeah, we do. And we can... It's, yeah. You didn't do a great job. So they make an excuse. That one doesn't count. And then the person that they came, they left and gave them an excuse and they're coming back later and they never do. Well, yeah, well, that one doesn't count yet because they, they haven't sold. I mean, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm a 100% closing rate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a 100% close rate on the ones that I close. On the yeah, ones that I close. The ones yeah. that say yes, I'm 100% for sure. But it's, it's funny because when you look at that and, and you go, okay, well, I got 10 leads this week as a number. I know that's yep. not great, but just as because I need easy math. 10 leads this week. How many did you actually have a conversation with, number one? How many did you actually get a conversation going with? I'm not talking texting. I'm not talking email. I'm talking damn phone verbal, call. Verbal like, conversation. We're talking. Sure. I'm allaying your fears. I'm helping you overcome some apprehensions. That's how I do it. You can't do it on text. You can't do it on email. So I got to have the conversation. How many of those did you have out of the 10? Well, four. Okay. Of those four, how many booked appointments? 100%. <laughs> I got everyone. Okay, cool. How many showed up? Two. Right? Because people don't want to say no to an appointment when they talk to you. That's, they'll just rather not show they up. Just, yeah. Yeah. Right? They'll do the easy out. Yeah. Sure. So you got a 50% show up rate. Then face-to-face, how many did you close? 100%. Okay, cool. So your closing percent is 20%. Of the leads, yeah. It's not 100, bro. It's 20. <laughs> right? You, that means 80% of that business who... This is what's so wild about it. And this is what blows your mind when you first get into it because you think everybody needs this. Everybody wants this. What, what's the problem, right? But 80% of those people aren't buying who actually were interested. Yep. Yep. Nobody's yeah. coming to yeah. your gym. Nobody's re- In this day and age, nobody's giving you their email, phone number, and name unless they are interested, unless they really want to do it. Yep. Don't tell me they're not serious. You're not serious, <laughs> the right? Le- the leads are weak. It. Yeah, the leads you're, are you're weak. Right. <laughs> you know what? You are weak. <laughs> All right, we're we're coming down on everybody. Don't feel so bad about yourselves, guys. That's why Eric does what he does. And that's why he's no, got the book. No, no, I'm gonna interrupt you. Oh, feel bad about yourself. Okay, <laughs> feel bad about it if you aren't doing a good job. That's, do, that's do the truth of it. That's the truth of it. Like, I mean, we're here, we're here delivering value, and there's usable takeaways from all of this. But you need to be serious about it yourself. You right. need to look at the process. If there is a hole in your process, fix it. That's all that we're getting. There's at. nothing wrong with feeling bad, but, man. You felt bad. It's a little self awareness yeah, right? right? when you started. You're like, what the fuck? That was, <laughs> I, I, I was, I, was too nice. Was yeah, too nice you know. Right but the, you got to feel bad a little bit. Yeah. There's a book out that's awesome that was cracking me up because that's basically his whole philosophy. It it's uh, called "Can't Hurt Me." Okay. By David Scoggins, I think. Is David Goggins. Yeah. Goggins. Oh, my. You guys got to check into that book. Yeah, I, I yeah. have it. It is awesome. And that's basically his whole thing is like, look, and this is a direct quote. It's okay if you're a pussy right now, mm-hmm. but don't be a pussy when you die. There you go. Right? And so the idea is like, look at yourself and really, if you feel bad about something, that's okay. Just don't die that way. Yeah. Do yeah, something yes, about it. Yes. You know what I mean? If, if you feel like your sales are weak or if you feel like you're not doing a great job in that, aspect of it 
And nobody really is doing a great job at it without the proper training. That's just facts. Do something about it. Thank you. That's it. Yep. Just do something about it. You'll, you'll see a difference. Yep. And then you'll actually start to like it. Like you said, I keep yeah. going back to your book yeah, because I did. Man. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's I rush. hated sales. And then you read a little bit later. I love sales. I'm like, is this, what happened to this Wait, guy? One chapter, he went from hating to loving. Yep. But because you I get good to at love it. it. You but get... you get addicted to growth. And it's the same thing with your personal, like if it's an area of your life that you're trying to work on, you'll get addicted to that growth. When you're in that sales position, it's your business, it's your baby. You feel good and your, your family is growing. Like momentum. that is, it's momentum and energy. Yeah. That's so prevalent. And, and when, when there's energy, run. When, when you have people coming in your gym, run. Run harder. And to, the, to, to close this, if you have a campaign that's generating leads right now, freaking run it. Don't yes. stop yeah. because you can't take all the leads. Like Go full blast because it will change. doesn't last forever. Strike while the iron's hot. Make hay while the sun shines. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do it now. And uh, get your sales in order, guys. Get your sales process in order. So. Yeah. And the thing is, it will change. It will go up and down. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're bringing in people who are interested and you're not closing them and whether I don't care why you're not closing them, maybe you're, you're, you have a good salesperson and, you're, and there's still leads that I have a client that, that this is going on right now. You got to hire more salespeople. You got to ask the right questions of yourself. Even mm -hmm. the question is not how do I limit this now do i slow how, down how do growth? i slow this down yeah. it's like how do i capitalize on this ask that question because what you ask yourself your brain has to answer it it's yeah. weird like that. yeah yeah and in the sales process we utilize that in a lot of different ways and how we do it and when you're talking to somebody so that they're actually seeking the right answers as you're moving them forward right yeah so in in that scenario ask yourself the right question what how do you capitalize on a situation? Not how do I decrease this influx of potential money and business? What? No, that's, not, a cra not, that's the craziest thing in the yeah, world. Yep. Do, you know? do the, make the right decision, not the <laughs> easiest decision. Right. Yeah. Right. Man. Oh, anyways. All right. Well, good guys. Thanks. Thanks for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me, man. I, I think, we, I think this is a ton of great info. I, I know that gym owners are going to really probably listen to this one a couple times. Again, we're going to plug the book one more time. Sellingmemberships.com. Slash free book. Slash free book. Look for some upsells in there, some downsells, cross sells, retargeting, follow up abandoned card sequences. I'm learning. I'm learning. The bot marketing is going to be coming in. You're going to get some Facebook messages. I have no idea what bot marketing is. I don't even want to go there. Get ready. Once you go to the funnel, you ain't getting out. All right, guys. Until next episode, keep changing lives. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. See, this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge, huge help and I would be very grateful. Until next time, keep building something great and we'll see you on the next show.